Tea's piping hot tea is brewed and ready to be shared over a table of contemporary conversations with you. Welcome to the analysis table where we conversate, interrogate, laugh and weep as we stand in the commoners gallery feasting on matters of public interest. If your friends laugh a little because you love to unpack and you're always addressing, this is the show for you. When the teapot stops whistling, I hope the food for thought is filling. I truly feel like, for me, January is one of the months in the year when I can say happy every day, and I don't get a side eye. So, uh, welcome to Tea with Tea, everybody, and happy new year. The year is 2024, and um, just before I got onto this, what do we call it, studio time session, I was speaking to Zia, who produces the show, and we were just like, yeah, you know what, 2024 has to be a good year, we have to claim it. So, you know what, we're starting off the season with some excitement, some great vibes, some encouragement, some looking forward, some, you know, excitement. So again, happy new year, bestie. I hope you've had yourself a beautiful, soft January. I know a lot of people say January is like January, but you know, we've had a very long life of worrying and stressing. So, you know, I just hope that this January has been a beautiful reminder of life and if not you know what i don't know i don't know what to say to you but i hope that the fields of green again is going to be one of your treasured monologues of tea time with tea anyways the we look at guys we took a production break last year for the last two months of the year and uh we were just like you know reflecting and taking some time out and, you know, trying to figure out who we're going to get the energy for other creative projects. You know, just like resting, essentially. And we're back. And this season of the TVT podcast is a season of people. So throughout the year, expect a lot of interesting characters to be on Tea Time with Tea. We're also anticipating that, you know, we're going to get a lot more speaking engagements. Actually... Good news is there is one conversation that is outside of the Tea with Tea podcast that I am going to be having this year. And it is one of the sort of meatier parts of my interests in life, which is, you know, like cultural connection, you know. So I'll tell you guys about it um, on my Instagram stories. So obviously you can follow the She Writes and Speaks page before I'm getting into the actual matter of this podcast. <laughs> just we're doing some housework, you know, it's just like tidying up our home before we enter again into our kitchen of discourse and start afresh. So you can follow the She Writes and Speaks page. That's where I mainly uh, sort of tell people about the guests, kind of give like a 411. And also a lot of the, that's a place where I practice a lot of um, the marketing and engagements that I have and the ideas that I have with for Tea with Tea. So yeah, you know, you just follow that. I will be announcing it. It's happening around February 17th, um, the actual recording, and then the episode um, is probably going to be out on YouTube the following month in March. But I'll definitely keep you guys updated about that. So let's take a breather and, you know, sit in silence. Wherever you are right now, I hope, you know, as you're listening, whatever is going through your mind and whatever is going through your brain, um, I hope it's just like going to align with whatever conversation we have. So obviously it's January and in the kingdom of Eswatini, it is a season of heat. (laughs) 
which is also a season of the fields being green, you know. So what that means is essentially a lot of, we're experiencing a lot of first fruits. I mean, now it's late into January, but there's a lot of first fruits that come out the season. There's a lot of greenery around us. There's a lot of rain. And so everything looks beautiful, revived and alive. You know, it's one of the seasons where if you're not complaining about the heat, you're grateful for the rain. If you're not complaining about the rain, you're grateful for the heat. There isn't really an in-between. And so I thought, you know, the fields are green again. And um, this symbolizes for me a freshness and a, new, a newness of sorts. Um, you know, being the fields, being green again. So let's start with a little bit of contextualization, you know, me being in my debate bag again. <laughs> let's start with a little bit of contextualization about why we are speaking about fields and why we're speaking about green and why the word again, um, you know. So the fields being green, uh, particularly the word green, and green is my favorite color. And I thought, if I'm having a solo episode, what better way to start than speak about the favorite, my favorite things, and also draw some symbolism about my current state of life from that, and also speak to my tea lovers and community about it at the same time. So because I was thinking about this episode, I decided to, you know, check a few things about the color green. So... Let's start with the moons because, you know, I like to be, I'm a feeling kind of person, sensations and uh, what we feel. I create what I feel. And so I like to tap into moons and feelings. And so the color green represents balance and serenity. Uh, these are the moods associated with it. And the feelings associated with the color green are feelings of revival, freshness, vitality and peace. And this is mainly due to its connection to nature, which is why then we decided on the idea of a field. Now, if you live in any part of Southern Africa or you live in, the, in any part of Africa, then you will be very familiar with the idea of a field. Now, it can be an open plain field with no um, sort of like plants growing from it or any like food growing from it or any produce growing from it or any livestock nibbling on it. So like, irrespective of what the field's purpose is, we're speaking about a field simply. So it can be either a field with produce, a field with no produce, a field with a mixture of the two and a combination of the two, a, mixed, uh, a field with cows and other livestock graze. It can be just imagine anything that you imagine in your mind. That's what it sort of speaks to. Um, and... When you think about the field being green again, it obviously is associated with some sort of feeling that we have. And for Tandega, on an individual basis, right, the field being green again reminds me that it is okay to start again. It is great to be excited for the fresh new season of first fruits that you're about to experience from purely observing the fact that the fields are green again. Now, in light of this podcast and it being season three and the fields being green again, I was like, okay, this is a chance to start again, you know, not just to start again with the TWT podcast, but to start again with myself as Tandega. And we can argue, obviously, you know, about the dynamic of space and time and whether it matters if we start our years on January 1 or if we end our years in like July 7th, you know, people can argue about the philosophy of time and whether time is real or not, but let's speak about just 
the current status quo that we live in and new beginnings and new years and full moons and waning moons and the significance of those things in our lives. So what I want us to focus on in terms of our conversation is just the contextualization of given in terms of the fields being green, the feelings that they evoke and the significance in terms of new beginnings and starting again. Now, there is a writer, uh, goes by the name of Noabisa, very popularly known on Twitter as Noai. And one of the things that she writes that has resonated with a lot of the community that she fosters is that you owe yourself endless restarts. You owe yourself endless rebirths uh, because simply because of the fact that you're a being, you know. So I'm not quoting her word for word, but this is essentially the sort of context in which she writes. And that's where I'd also like to start, you know, with the fields being green again, is that it's a chance for us to begin again. And the key word here is again, you know, because we don't live once. And at the point where you're listening to this podcast and have the ability to understand the things that I'm saying, you're a properly grown adult. You know, you have some understanding of how life functions, how life works, how, how connections are made. And what generally and typically interests people from like a day-to-day kind of basis. And so oftentimes we've messed up. I know I have multiple times, <laughs> so many things that I have gotten wrong simply because at the time of that experience, I didn't know better. And even if I did know better, I lacked the wisdom to understand that whatever position I had was me knowing better. So I've stopped sacrificing myself for that and have started being like, you know what? I've had a season where my fields were not green, where there was no first fruit to enjoy, where there was nothing to look forward to, where the rain wouldn't even touch the ground. There was no revival. There was no rebirth. I was just stuck in a state of dormancy. So I had no idea that this was a significance to a new start, you know, and I think for purposes of like, you know, why is it important if we have a new start, why don't have a new start? And I think new starts are important in our lives, especially as people who are existing in our 20s. Um, You also might be listening to this in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s. And regardless of what the space you're in, in terms of your mindset, everybody deserves a new beginning because a new beginning is typically a time to, um, and I have like three sort of like lines of analysis over this. And it's just like, it's a good time to remember what was and what is. So when you start something for the first time, so for instance, if you're going into your first year of university, usually whatever modules you're going to take or do are typically numbered. So you have a class called Econ 1001, you know, so that's the beginning. You're starting from that place. But we also have another module in maybe like two years down the line titled Economics 3002. And what Economics 3002 is, is not a complete rewrite of history that was given to you by Economics uh, 1001. Instead, what Economics 3002 is, is a chance for you to take what you know from the previously existing syllabus and compound it to create a holistic overview of Economics 3002. So what this means is when we remember what was, we are able to reconcile the parts of ourselves that have existed before the existence of who we are now 
to the parts of ourselves that are trying to move forward into who we're going to be tomorrow. When we move through life without a care to remember the old, and when we move through life without any significance and remembrance of what we have put to the ground, what we have destroyed within ourselves, what we have built within ourselves, what we have birthed into ourselves, it doesn't give us the time to appreciate and love who we are in that moment and in that time. Now, before I move on to the second layer of analysis, let's speak about why it's important to be able to reconcile these two ideas for yourself to be able to move into a more holistic version of Tandega. Now, like I said, compounded experience is Economics 3002. So you've already went through Economics 1002. Now, let's take it out of the academic um, concept and speak about the self-love framework that I just spoke about now. If you're a tea drinker and a tea lover, you know that Antitike is big on love, reflection, people, development, growth. And I've shied away from this for a very long time because I'm like, ah, wait, so let's just enjoy where we are today. Let's not think about tomorrow. <laughs> because, like, one of my favorite words that are written in the book of the word is that can you, can any of you, by worrying, add an extra day to your life? And the answer is no. You cannot. But worrying about your life tomorrow does not mean that you can't reflect on your past. Anyways, this is about So, you know, some self-reflection tips. So in the frame of self-love, before we get carried away, is that it's important for you to reconcile. Now, this is because you're never always the good person. Neither are you always the bad person. And sometimes you make decisions simply because at the time, you were not wise enough to make the better decision. Does that absolve you from the consequences of whatever the decision was? No, it does not, besties. Because as Batala, we also need to learn how to be accountable. But accountability is not a request in black and white for self-hatred and self-loathing. Because when you are able to acknowledge the fact that, listen, as it was yesterday, as it was two moons ago, as it was last year, irrespective of what you think about time and how time moves, you are able then to say, because the consequences of my actions have placed me in this position, I refuse to take this behavior into the new season. You understand the mindset framing, how powerful it is when you get into your bag and you realize, I don't have to hate myself to grow. I can remember what was. I can acknowledge that sometimes... I am the problem. In fact, maybe the majority of the tribe, <laughs> I am the problem. But regardless of whether you're the problem or not, you can only know that you need to change because you have decided to remember what was. Okay. what was. I think you guys get it, right? And I'm laughing because I always tell my friends when I'm reflecting on all my failed connections and I'm like, no, I'm the problem. <laughs> a problem because I did this, 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 and this. But also I have grown, right, in the sense and the way that I'm able to say, no, I'm the problem. Um, just as much as the other person in the failed connection is a problem. But I am willing to remember what I have done in true, vivid, crisp color, 4D. I'm talking about full screen and I'm willing to face who I really am because that's the only way I can move into a new season and actually start again. Otherwise, if I'm not starting again, 
again, you know what I'm doing? I'm just repeating a pattern and I'm going to take it forward. So I'm not even realizing that it's a new season because it doesn't matter in my thinking and my abilities. And then the second level of analysis. I'm so proud of myself, guys. I am remembering. I am keeping track. <laughs> the second one is we're able to learn from the colors and the seasons that we go through when we are able to recognize that we are in a new season because it gives us the time to be able to learn. Hmm? Now, learning is an experience, right? And uh, this is something that I don't think I understood for a very long time. I used to have, um, not even used to, let me just say, I'm working on redeveloping that way of thinking. Because, you know, sometimes you don't even know that that's how you think. Because you are, we are all products of our environments. And so we have an internal self-bias that prevents us from being able to see things for what they really are because we're always hoping to be subjective. And based on our emotional complexities, sometimes as quoting about objective. So sometimes the truth is you need other people to give you feedback to know who you really are, but sometimes we're not ballsy enough to be able to accept that feedback and not take it from a place of taking personal. So um, like I was saying, I have reframed my thinking in terms of this, in terms of, you know, learning from the colors and the seasons that we've um, gone through as people. Now, the significance of knowing that the fields are green again and starting again, regardless of the time uh, where you're observing this green field in your own life, is that it allows you to learn from the past. Now, let's speak about this in the framework of a field with produce on it. Mine, I grew up uh, in Skom. I don't know if you guys know what SCOM is, but some other people might call it Likasi, Township, you know, whatever you want to call it. So I don't have a lot of experience with Gulima, Guvuna, you know, waking up, going to the field, experiencing that. But my mother and all my aunts have that experience, you know. My mother likes to say to me, you know, you would wake up at 3.30 in the morning, at 4 a.m. in the morning. Our day started early. Because it's better to be there when the sun is not hot yet. You want to be there. Because otherwise you're going to you're not going to be very productive. Once the sun sets in, you're going to get lethargic and you're not going to want to move a single bone. And you see it also, right, in our everyday lives. And people are like, you know what, I want to wake up early. I want to go to the shops and I come back and I want to chill, you know. And you only know how to behave based on experiencing something before that made you want to change your behavior. Did you hear that? <laughs> it's a video I have on my phone that I took of Anati at, um, what's this place? Spring Fiesta. And then there's a part in the, as in his performance and it goes, and Denise, so I hope the young Eva, so essentially you cannot fix or you cannot learn a lesson that you have not experienced. There's a saying in my language that says and essentially what that means is you must learn from the mistakes and the things that other people have experienced so that you can know this for yourself. And I don't think this is always possible. I think that sometimes you need to be the one that learns that, listen, I can't wake up at 10 a.m. if I want to go and experience the fullness of what I can get 
from that field when time for the harvest comes. And so you have to experience it yourself. And sometimes we experience these things in the form of failure, in the form of incompetence, in the form of not measuring up, in the form of not getting it right. So there's a bunch of things in your life that will happen that will force you to be able to open your eyes to the season that you are in or the season that you've missed because you didn't plan things on time. You know, it's just, I think that's how the way that things work. And we can have a plethora of excuses, a plethora of reasons. You can have multiple justifications for why things didn't happen the way that they did, but that doesn't excuse you from the lesson. So seasons when the fields are green again allow you to reflect on whether the outcomes of your previous year of endurance have paid off. Now we're about to move into the third level. And now the third level is that it's a time to chop your harvest, besties. It's a time to chop your harvest. The fields being green again, particularly in a season of summer, right? Think about summer in terms of even your emotions. You know that song by Snow Allegra? Uh, be my summer. Yeah, you should listen to that song after you listen to this podcast. Um, essentially, it's just like, be my summer. Because summer is a time that's associated with so much goodness. A cold drink feels sweeter than it does on a cold day. Except for the weird people who like things done the other way around. <laughs> like, I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to the normal bunch of individuals who simply enjoy an ice cream on a cold day. So, a time to chop your harvest when the fields are green again goes hand in hand with the two layers of analysis that we've gotten above, but re reflect on the fact that this time around, there's an associated reward, an associated gift that comes with that. Now, the great thing about life and its experiences is that we don't live only once. We live every day. We die once. So in our pursuit of living every day, in the previous timeline of your existence, when your fields were not green and you had to endure what were you doing in that time, right? We're going to move into this as we continue the po uh, with the podcast conversation, but the chop your harvest part is the only one that comes with a reward that is tangible and beneficial. And now let's like take a, a breather and a break and summarize this before I move into the chopping your harvest and preparing for it for the pre from the previous year. Let's speak about how the key words in the conversation so far have been green and again. And one of the feelings that is associated with greenery and again, in the context of what I've said, is that they evoke feelings of joy, right? When you are able to see a tangible reward from your work that has not been tangible before now, we're talking about first fruits. We're talking about fruits, fruits from the tree. Whatever you have in your field, whether it's a flower for, me, for your hair or a flower for your lover's hair, you have that tangible proof of your harvest because of what you have sown in that field during the seasons when it was not summer. So, besties, masizameni again this year with the knowledge that the fields will not be green forever. They might not be green tomorrow. They might start to change color, texture, feeling, and whatever feelings they evoke from us because ultimately the truth in life is that things must change. Things will always be changing. There's a book we're reading uh, in book club this past month and the 
title of the book was Under the Udala Trees. And Under the Udala Trees, uh, one of my friends was just saying to me that, listen, I think the theme of this book essentially is change. That things will always change regardless of whether we want that change to happen or we don't want that change to happen. And that the framework and the way that we exist in life is that we must endure the seasons. Now, this is now moving into the part of like perseverance and going through, going through your fields, regardless of what your fields look like. But do not despair because things changing does not mean that things are terrible and things are bad. One of the lessons that I learned during my experience at Vugubone Sound Lab, which is like one of the best experiences I had, especially for the creative part of um, my career, I'd say. Shout out to the Antidote Culture Foundation team. They did amazing. Because one of the things that I also learned from that is that it is important for you to change and have an adaptable mindset, right? Now, one of the things we spoke about earlier was that you have to learn from your past lessons. And things changing is not a sign and a reason to cry. It is not a once-off chance to say, hey, I will never be the same again. You never being the same again might be the best thing that's going to happen to you this year. You never being the same again might be the best thing you're going to see in your harvest next year. Imagine making a hybrid plant and you say to yourself, uh, you know, now that the fields are green again, I think what I'm going to try this year is to mix you know, two seeds and see what's going to uh, come out from that. And whatever you get as a result of that has a different peachy bum, has a different color and a different texture, but it's the best fruit you've had in your life. It's possible, you know, so things must change. It's not a reason to despair. Now for the fields being green again, like we've already acknowledged the fact that this might not last forever, but it not lasting forever is it a cause or is it a reason for us to have a resistance to things changing? Now, should we have a resistance and an expectation that when the fields change and we no longer have this constant evoking of a feeling of joy, revival and restarts, that it stops being worth it? No, absolutely not. If you have ever looked forward to anything in your life, I'm talking about a vacation, I'm talking about seeing someone that you love, I'm talking about reading a book, I'm talking about finishing a book, I'm talking about drinking a cup of tea after a long day when you've been thinking about it the whole day. I'm thinking about that expectation, I'm talking about that kind of expectation. Simply because things aren't happening in your present moment does not mean that you need to despair and give in to the fact that um, that they are not happening in that moment. Now, this is also like, I guess, a chat for control and wanting to be in control of all situations. But I'm not going to get out of context too much because, you know, I have a shortest attention span. And sometimes when I speak, I like to think about my babes who are exactly like me. Uh, people who might get lost in the conversation. But I also have many thoughts that happen at the same time, which is why I have... Um, I plan my podcast episodes better now. I have two sheets of paper in front of me right now so that I can stay on track. So in an effort to stay on track, we're going to continue speaking about the fields might be green again, right? They will be green again, definitely in your life. And the fields are green right now. For me, this podcast, it's my summer right now. I don't know if it's your summer yet, but if it's not your summer, you can look forward to the next summer because you don't have to despair while you're in this one. 
All you need to do is plant the seed in the ground and wait for the fields to be green again. When is the season and the time for planting? So, right now, it's hot in Eswatini. The fields are green, but it's hot. These two things are happening at the same time. It is unbelievably... Like, the heat outside, it makes you think about whether you want to be outside at that particular point in time. Does it mean that the outside does not look incredible? <laughs> no, <laughs> does not mean that. The outside looks incredible. The mangoes are delicious. The fruits are juicier. Now, the reason why I'm speaking about the fact that these two things are happening at the same time is because our seasons, when our fields are green again and we're in summer, do not excuse us from the negatives that come with that season. Or rather, it doesn't excuse us from experiencing the negatives even during that season. So the fields being green again is not like some hanky-panky, beautiful, pink, embroidered tapestry on a white wall. It also comes with some lines of black um, embroiderment on it. Because every single season in life must be balanced. The color green. Every single thing in life must be balanced. Whether you're experiencing the great or the bad, or you're experiencing the good and the terrible, or you're experiencing the joyful and the depressing, all happening everywhere, all at once, it does not mean that it is not your summer. <clears throat> Our feelings at any given point in time do not indicate or tell us what to do, but the state of where we are from a place and a point of view of being honest with ourselves and looking at ourselves in the mirror is exactly what comes um, with that season. So it's hot outside, but it's still summer. So you must endure, besties. Now, as I like move towards closing off, you know, like this episode, because I feel like I've spoken so much about, and I'm no motivational speaker because I don't believe in it either. But I'm big on reflection and I'm big on the idea of self-love and not self-loathing. Because I think when we're able to attack and move in points of love, in our own selves, when we're able to see, you know, kind of the relation between what nature is and what life then becomes, we're also able to reconcile the fact that we are happening as life happens as well. Just as the bird is flying in the sky, you are experiencing an emotion. You are not separate from what is happening around you. Mother Nature is happening as you are happening. You know that line that they used in their marketing at Apple when they said Mother Nature is black. And I enjoyed that a little bit because I also think it speaks to the fact that you are going to experience different things in your life. You're going to experience different seasons in your life. And acknowledging that the fields are green again means that you have an insight into that person, who that person is. And ultimately, you're able to love yourself more. So sometimes it's necessary for us to suffer in truth and in honesty so we can be able to bear fruit when the season comes. I'm not a uh, big fan of capitalism. Everybody who listens to the podcast knows that. So I'm also not a fan of unnecessary suffering, like suffering imposed by the state, like unemployment, no money, no jobs, no roof over our heads, no clean water. That's what I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about when I'm talking about suffering, I'm talking about the crux of love and the movement towards loving people more. I'm speaking about connection and enduring whatever tough seasons you have with those around you 
in pursuit of knowing yourself even better. Because when you escape the heat, when you try to stay away from the heat outside, you're not going to get burnt by the sun, which is necessary so that you can be able to know that the seasons come with their own implications and their own timeframes. And that's simply just because you're seeing a white wedding and a picture of a white wedding does not mean that always things are always going to be smooth and that's the reality and we need to accept it. Now, bearing fruit is an act of resistance. This is my last level of analysis. And I think for me, um, it being about resistance was my favorite part. Now, I'm big on um, Pan-Africanism. <laughs> I'm that girl who, if you take me out for a drink, you can expect some level of disagreement about the world. And you, can accept, you can expect some philosophy about some silly thing that I saw on the internet and essentially how I think that this governs the way that we think and the way that we do things. But here's my final statement, and that is that bearing fruit is also an act of resistance. If you have ever seen a field, you will know that it does not simply bear testimonies of the life that has lived on it and the successful part of the stories of the plants that have survived. In fact, we even have a parable, right, where Jesus, who's one of my favorite revolutionaries, says that, listen, sometimes you might throw a seed, right? When you throw a bunch of seeds, some of them land on a stone, some of them land on um, fertile ground, some of them land on unfertile ground, right? And regardless of what happens, um, the ones that do land on fertile ground, they do grow, um, and sometimes they can survive the harsh conditions, and sometimes they cannot survive the harsh conditions. And so bearing fruit in whatever area of your life you're in. Now imagine that now the fields are no longer green. The conditions are harsh. It's cold outside. It's cold in the streets. It's cold in your bed. It's cold on your phone. It's cold everywhere. You can't even function. It's too windy. The, 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 the leaves on your tree are blowing off. They're leaving you naked, vulnerable to the world, to love, the acts of lovelessness. So much is happening, right? But you stay rooted in that season, right? When the fields are not green again, because you are resistant to the fact that you're resistant to the idea of not bearing fruit when the time comes for your fields to be green again. Now, I've spoken and I've given so much analysis in terms of like the big overview picture of this, but the last part of bearing fruits as an act of resistance, I'd like to share a personal story. Now, when I was doing my final year of university and I was pursuing my studies in um, a Bachelor of Science, Mathematics of Finance degree, I would always, when I was studying, think about whether or not I was enjoying what I was doing. And I got to the point in my final year when I had accepted the fact that I was not having the time, one. Two, I accepted the fact that I had to make it, though, regardless of how I was feeling. And three, once I reframed my thinking about that, I was like, whatever happens at the end of this and whatever I get and I gain from this experience, it was never a waste of time. So regardless of the fruits being exactly how I pictured them to be in terms of my life, um, regardless of what I see from this, it was an extremely beneficial situation from which I have to gain 
one way or another. And I think that was an act of resistance for me in my own framework, in my own mindset, because I didn't touch my summer in terms of all the dreams that I had and the projects that I wanted to start until 2022, mid-2022. That's when I started living out that dream that I had had in my stomach for three years. My fields were not green then. They were tough. They were cold. My winds, my, my leaves were blowing off because of the wind, the harsh wind. I'd get a chance of some summer every now and again. It was just glimmer. wouldn't stay long wouldn't visit me often but it was there and it did come at the end of it all so you know besties uh whenever i prepare podcast material i always feel as though that the topics for the conversation they just kind of happen and when they do happen i often wonder but why you know what's the importance of a field greenery again people you know it's a time to rejoice a time for revival and if you're a person who's religious and have has, has been in church, um, you know, you'd always find that there's a lot of speaking about revival because I think it's something that our soul craves, you know, after experiencing life and going through life's hardships and life's experiences, it's very easy to one, look at life as something you can no longer learn anything else from. And so just saying that, you know, even if I give up at the age of 26 and like, I just call it a day. It's cool, you know, because, yeah, it is cool at the time. You have no interest whatsoever in tomorrow. You're not looking forward to a field of greenery because you don't even think it's going to happen, you know, at the time. And I know what it's like to be there. I've been there in myself. And because our podcasts and our mediums of expression are simply an art of um, telling stories that we think will reconcile and reconnect uh, people our age with us and just sort of just give like a highlight of you're not alone, you know, start whatever you want to start because your fields will be green. One day you can eat the first fruits of that field. Is it a field of romance? It is a field of friendship. Is it a field of connection? Is it a field of career? <laughs> so I hope you remember all of the things that I think I kind of like highlighted, you know, that you're not free from the heat simply because the fields are green. So you might have found the best friend that you've prayed for all your life. Funny, quirky, amazing, great listener. And they could literally be the worst communicator in clubbing. <laughs> but that's a field of greenery. You take it and you say this lack of communication is a dead flower on the field of who you are. Am I willing to accept that? Yes. Oh no. And then you move accordingly. You know, life is what we make it sometimes, especially when it comes to our own personal connections, especially when it comes to periods of reflection and understanding how we participate in our own lives, in our older versions, when we were different people. And it was that and also knowing that, like, the future is also coming. Yeah, so I hope that you've taken a lot of what I've said with a pinch of salt, obviously. I can't prescribe to you what life is. And I can't prescribe to you what summer means. <laughs> nope. You know, I can't prescribe to you what tea you should have um, and when you should have it. But this is tea time with tea this January. It's just a reflection of the fields being green, what it means to us our reflections, self-love, 
over self-loathing besties it's very important especially if you're a black woman like me experiencing womanhood and being black at the same time um it's especially important for you to love yourself to chop your harvest to make sure that all the things that we've spoken about are things that you know you take for yourself and do as you shall and so yeah um guys the fields are green again for me for the podcast, for my writing. And so I do to continue as we become the best versions of ourselves and bear fruit as an act of resistance. No bars. If you're hearing this, you have gotten to the end of our conversation. So while we clean up our platters and cleanse our palates in preparation for the next session of Tea's Finely Brewed Tea, Please follow, like, and share this podcast with your friends, family, and whoever you like. And if you are looking for me because you want to talk to me, tag me, mention me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. And my handles are in the episode description. Thank you for sharing a fine meal with tea.